Profiles at third, profiles at first. If you're thinking Soto might go the other way or sit on a pitch middle to middle away to hit the ball, then you pound him inside if that's what you think he's doing. That's for the target set. 0 2. He rips it down the line towards the corner. It's a fair ball. Juan Soto has his moment. Tie running to score. They've come all the way back. Yeah, they did more than come all the way back. The uh, San Diego Padres went on to beat the Philadelphia Phillies 8 5, tying the National League Championship Series at a game of peace. Today is a travel day for both teams. They're off to Philadelphia. Meanwhile, in the American League Championship Series, which started going last night, Kevin Barker, the Houston Astros out-homered and out-pitched the New York Yankees. No surprise. Maybe a bit of a surprise who provided a lot of the offense for that lineup. Um... Lots to talk about today. Jeff Francoeur of TBS will join us. He is a uh, part of TBS's crew for the NL. I'm sorry, for the ALCS. But Kevin, I want to start with the NLCS. Last year, Alec and Alex Anthopoulos went out at the trade deadline and made a whole bunch of moves. Uh, made a whole bunch of moves that paid off, obviously. They went on. The Braves went on to win the World Series. A.J. Preller of the San Diego Padres made a whole bunch of moves. Uh, I would say probably bigger moves, including acquiring Juan Soto. And uh, those acquisitions, Soto, Jury, and, and, and Josh Bell, <clears throat> certainly came through for the Padres uh, yesterday. And you just heard the call from that game. Juan Soto finally got his moment as a Padre, a single. Um Let's start with the NLCS, Kevin. That was, I wouldn't say it was a shocking comeback because the Padres are a good team, but it really, it, it just seemed as if, I, I've said I don't believe hitting is contagious because I just, I, I think that's a bad be- baseball cliche. It kind of looked contagious. <laughs> kind of looked contagious yesterday for the Padres. Yeah, I don't know. It like once they started hitting, they couldn't stop. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, that's the dumbest pitch I've ever seen. Too uh, Juan Soto's got front side pull bad. You can see it. Everybody can see it. You don't have to be a, a, a offensive guru to see front side pull. Why you'd throw him an O2 fastball middle in? It's just beyond me. I, that's head scratching for me. That's about the only <clears throat> the only pitch that you can get the head out on. I'd love to walk up to Juan Soto and say, "Hey, dude, could you tell me why you continue to take fastballs right down the middle? Can you explain that to me?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get it that you're wanting to make $400 million, but how do you make $400 million walking yourself to $400 million? I, I just don't understand that. That's that's beyond me. I, I mean, I guess it's nice to have a seven pitch out. I I don't have any idea. Yeah, look, there's a couple of things that came out of that. Blake Nell showed you something. You know, he had the tough second inning. It almost looks like that Profar and Soto's never played a day game in San Diego before. <laughs> like that, that was the first thing, right? You know, you, yeah. you would think home field advantage. You've been there and done it before. You're wearing glasses. Use them. It's that kind of thing. So, yeah, you know, Blake Snell pitched out of the second inning, and he gave you three scoreless. That's what you do. That's how you make it further in the playoffs is you weather the storm. That's the Blake Snell I think that we are starting to love a little bit. He likes the velocity. He likes the breaking ball. The slider got a little bit better the more he threw it yesterday, so he was good. Brandon Drury, who is that? Do you have any idea who Brandon Drury is? Well, he was a guy that when he was with the Blue Jays, I, I mean, it was like – he he left and it was just kind of a shrug. You know what he remind 
his time with the Blue Jays reminds me a lot of Gio Urshela's time with the Blue Jays. Remember who the hell was Gio Urshela? Gio Urshela left. We're going, I, I, did anybody even make a note about it? I don't even know if anybody even cared about it. Gio Urshela has become a pretty good player. All of a sudden, Brandon Drury is a guy that teams are going after at the <clears throat> trade deadline. I, I mean, yeah, I don't know. How, I just don't know how to... How do you put that in context? I don't. Yeah, know. I'm not real sure. Guy, you know, does I, guy, figure it out, Kevin. I mean, I know one thing. Uh, I, I I know that the Jays analytics people, they there was a reason they wanted Brandon Dury. He just didn't fall off the back of the truck. There was a reason they wanted him. They identified something. Maybe this is what mm. they identified. <clears throat> yeah, we didn't know. we didn't see that reason when he was here with the Blue Jays. I, it's just a, it's amazing. I mean, he's quiet down his lower half. It, it's less of a movement, which gives him a chance when he's not playing every single day. And to give Bob Melvin credit for not putting Will Myers at first and putting him at mm-hmm. first, uh, you know, against a tough pitcher. He goes out and he has some quality at bats. That second inning homer, you know, after a team scores four runs, when you don't catch the balls you're supposed to catch, and he was one of them that didn't turn the double play that you're supposed to turn, and then you come back and you hit a homer, and then Josh Bell comes and hit the homer. It's just interesting to see a guy when he gets a little play in time and he and he gets some confidence from a different team like teams are actually coming to get you which oozes confidence right it gives you enough confidence mm-hmm. that now they have your back a little bit they trust you that you can do something he's hitting fifth for a team that could go to the world series jeff like i just see his at bats and it, it's it's kind of fun to watch because you know i see a little bit of myself in that i wish i was that guy right i wish i was a little bit of the guy that you know was trying to find his way, and then all of a sudden found it, and now he's a piece that can help a team go to a World Series. Josh Bell came up with a big hit, and if you're the Phillies, let me tell you a little secret. If there's anything in that dugout, in that clubhouse, on that bus ride, on that plane ride that they're thinking, it's an eight-inning game now. You you got to figure out how to keep Josh Hader out of the game. That dude now whatever it is, you know, you talk about confidence. Even when he gets the ball back from the umpire, it is just like you got no chance, man. I'm flipping that ball around, I'm rubbing it around. I'm not even looking at you anymore because I know if I throw it where I want it to go, somewhat because I got the velocity and the movement and the and the spin on the breaking ball. That's nasty stuff. So if you're Phillies, it's an eight inning game now. Right, and if you're Bob Melvin now, it makes it a little easier for you to do your job because that ninth inning, man, that's that's solidified. So they got a little something cooking here. If you're the Padres, now it's about going on the road in a tough environment. I haven't checked the weather. The weather will be playing a little factor too. If you can have some, you know, some decent at bats against Rancher Suarez, you'll have your right-handed lineup in there, you know, and and Manny Machado. I, I saw an interesting stat today, Jeff. When the Padres win this season, he's hitting 350. When they lose, he's hitting 230. He was three for five with an RBI last night. Mm-hmm. So if you want a X factor, I mean, that's obvious, Captain Obvious, of where he's hitting in the lineup and who he is and how much he makes. But those are astonishing big-time numbers, right? There's a big, giant difference. When he doesn't hit, they don't win. It's real simple. So he needs to continue to do what he's doing. Soto will give you something halfway decent. They continue to pitch. Padres got a decent chance to at least get it to six or seven games and make this a series worth watching. Yeah, Josh Hader, and the point was made during the telecast, Josh Hader throws hard, but Josh Hader's hard is 99. He's thrown like 10 pitches, 10 pitches of 100 in this in, in, in this postseason. We saw, we saw him yesterday. So essentially he's found you know an extra mile, an extra two miles an hour on his fastball. Is that just... Heart rate Adrenaline? goes up. Absolutely. Goes up. I, yeah, I think so. <clears throat> For me, it's more about he's controlling it. He's throwing strikes. 
Uh, yeah, it doesn't, look, it doesn't look like he's trying to throw 100, does no, it? No, he looks like he always looked, right? I mean, I, I, it sounds like he's, he seems to tell everybody that he's made some mechanical adjustments, and he looks like he's still got that big turn. He looks like little Robbie Ray, right, where he hides the mm-hmm. baseball, he shows you his back pockets as a hitter, uh, and then it just comes out of nowhere, and it's on you, and the catcher's throwing it back because you can't hit it because it's high-octane velocity. And I, you just look, when he's oozing confidence and he's getting ahead, Head, because of where he throws it from, as hard as it is, the late life that it has, the tunneling of the secondary pitch, the late break of the secondary pitch, if he can throw both of those for strikes again, this gives Bob Melvin a weapon, and it would make any dude, no matter if it's Bob Melvin, Rob Thompson, name a ma- manager, it would make them much better because now they got the ninth inning taken care of, you worry about the other innings, and Again, it just makes a manager feel better about himself when your closer is being the closer that everybody thought he would be. What did you see out of Aaron Nola? Just the, the almost the inability to get an out. Yeah, I thought he was good. I, I, I'm gonna this. Sometimes you got to tip your hat to the other team. I thought he made some decent pitches. I thought his uh, his four seamer was good. I thought his knuckle curveball was good enough. Right, that's sort of his mo a little bit. As you backdoor, it's you twelve six it. Uh, the sinker was good. The changeup was okay. The amount of the times he threw it, I thought he was okay. I mean, was he great? Obviously not. But I thought the Padres did a good enough job to take some close pitches to get it deeper in counts. When they got to two strikes, they battled. They got some key hits that way. I mean, he gave up a couple of home runs. He was talking about that after the game. That's sort of the bugaboo, right? Playoffs, you got to keep it in the yard. That's the whole thing there. If you throw balls down the middle this time of the year to good lineups, that's generally what's going to happen. So, for me, I thought he was good. I, was he was great? Cool. Abs- absolutely not. I give all the credit to the Padres lineup. Yeah, it was cool seeing him and uh, him and his brother. That was a cool moment. The shot of the father not wanting the woman turns around to high five him, and he kind of he kind of wearing two jerseys. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought that was uh, that that was a that was a good moment. And um, yeah, so the Padres and, and and Phillies will go off to Philadelphia now. I'm sure that'll be a it'll be crazy. And uh, you know now we get now we get to the Ranger Suarez. Now we get to the part of the series where I think the pitching matchup heavily, heavily, heavily favors the Padres. Like the drop off between Nola to Ranger Suarez versus the drop off from Snell to Joe Musgrove. It's it's pretty pronounced. I, I, I think what we're noticing in all these games is the the pitcher that stays away from the big inning first is the yes. team that usually wins, right? you got to yep. give your team a chance to have a big inning. Now, it just so happens that the big inning the Phillies had wasn't a, a big enough inning, but it's sort of those kind of things, right, is, is you got to weather the storm. you got to hold the deficit like Blake Snell did. you got to do little things, and if you're going to give it up, try and give it up early in the game to give your offense a chance to to chip away and then maybe have their bigger inning late in the game like the Padres did. Ain't going to be no different on the road, right? The Phillies are going to have to play good defense. They're going to have to – they were 3-for-11 yesterday with runners in scoring position. 11 chances is a lot. The more chances you have, I think, this time of the year, the better chance you got to win in those games. So if you can keep running guys out there, get them in scoring position, having more bats that way against a good team that's got some good pitching, got a lot of confidence, you feed off that crowd. Bryce Harper continues to stay hot. Kyle Schwarber maybe hit a couple more home runs. You know, this, again, how do you pick this series, Jeff? 
I, I mean, there's they're, they're about as as equal as you can possibly get, and that's why, right? It's it's if if one team can get hot, their stars get hot. Maybe they could run away with it, but it just doesn't seem like they're going to because the pitching's so good. The managers are so worried about letting the pit, the starter go so long that you don't want to allow that lineup to see a guy more than a couple of times. So. Yeah, it's impossible to pick, I think. I, I think it's almost – I don't like making it this simple, but I think it's almost going to come down to Bryce Harper and Kyle Schwarber versus Manny Machado and Juan Soto. And I think at the end of the series, we'll take a look at those two pairs, and the pair that has the better numbers, I think, is te- th- their team is going to win. That, that's I, – that's, I, in its simplest, you're right about the pitching. You're right about, and as I said, this drop off. This is the worrisome game. If you're Rob, if you're Rob Thompson, you to win this series, I think you needed to sweep in in in, in San Diego. That that's hard to do. I, I get it's hard mm-hmm. to do, but this is this, the game I think you're worried about if you're Rob Thompson. Yeah, we'll see if home field advantage matters. I mean, I would think you would have no better home field advantage than Philadelphia. Like them, them fans are going to be going nuts. They're going to be hard on the Padres. And again, I go back to that weather thing. The Padres are not used to this time of the year and it'll playing be a with cold weather. It'll I have a nighttime game. It'll Absolutely, be a nighttime I, game. It'll be so cold. it's going. It's going to be cooler than ninety. What it was in San Diego. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. so that's going to come into play too. Uh, let's talk about the ALCS. Uh, the Yankees, talk about a quick turnaround. You're spraying champagne and beer, jumping on a plane, and then, like, you know, what, 18 hours later, or not even 18 hours later, you're on the field against Justin Verlander. I mean, stay hot. A couple of things I wanted to ask you about uh, this game. First of all, the decision to start Giancarlo Stanton in left field. I know that uh, Aaron Boone wanted to get Matt Chapman's bat in the lineup. They. You know, and 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 Stanton, one misplay and Carpenter, a of Matt Carpenter, real good play. What did I say, Matt? Yeah, Chapman. Matt Carp, Matt Chapman. Mm. Oh, I wish they were still playing. Matt, the uh, <laughs> the decision to go with with Stanton in the outfield is to get Matt Carpenter's bat into the lineup. Uh, it, you know, again, one misplay by Stanton. I liked I, the more I thought about it, the more it made sense. I guess that you do put Stanton in left field there because. Kevin, in that in that ballpark, if the ball's over your head, it's probably it's it's probably gone. So I guess other than that little corner, right, the little corner towards yeah, yeah. center field, you could probably manage that. You could probably yeah, manage that. It's all about health. Don't overthink it, right? I mean, he's he's a freak athlete. It's it's not like he made some really good plays yesterday. I mean, he he put a hole in the scoreboard making one play yesterday because yeah. he's a giant human. That that for me, you know, I, I laugh whenever you're saying that about the the quick turnaround the, in the 18 hours. I wonder if you add 10 hours to it, if the Verlander effect would be any different. I don't think so. I mean, he's still got the the devastating pitches. He elevates the ball. He got through the first couple of innings, which is. You know, even a guy that's made 32 starts in the playoffs, mm-hmm. you got to you got to at least have confidence enough to tell yourself at that age, you know how to do it again. Because he had a bad one, right? The bad, the first start was a bad one. So to yes, get through did. the first couple of innings, uh, for me, the Yankees, this is what it comes down to. They had 33 at bats, they had 17 punch outs. The, if you think you're going to out homer the Astros, because that's let's be honest, that's how they're going to beat the Astros. They got to hit a bunch of homers. If you think you're going to give yourself a chance to out homer the Astros, you can't strike out 17 times. And 33 at bats, you just can't do it. If it just doesn't give you enough chances to put the ball in play, so it, that that has to be a little bit better. Uh, a judge was 0 for 4 again. He's 4 for 24 with 12 punches in the playoffs. That's not going to get it done. How are you going to beat the Astros if your best guy is that fair to ask a guy to be hot an entire year? I don't know, but he's going to have to be. 
your boy Josh Donaldson uh, had three Ks. My boy Josh yeah, Donaldson. Well, what was he over three with a K yesterday? He he looks right now about as lost as you're going to get. If you're Aaron Boone, right? There, there's sort of certain places in a lineup that maybe from one from one game to the other that you may mix around and, and change some things up. Is it time just to maybe put Josh Donaldson at the bottom of the order? Move somebody uh, else up there. Give somebody else a chance. Because yeah. it just seems, I don't know about you, Jeff, but it just no, seems um, like he's the guy that comes to the plate when it matters the most. And right now, they're feeding him a bunch of high-octane elevated fastballs, and he just seems to not, for whatever reason, be able to catch up to them. And if you're Aaron Boone, I mean, sooner than later, I think you have to mix that up a little bit, maybe move him down a little bit more in the order and give somebody else a chance. Yeah, I'm with you. I think you uh... – I think you're almost obligated to do it based on what we've seen. You know you want him in the lineup because he is going to give you good defense. Now, Aaron Boone's got a couple of options in this series. They put Pedraza on the roster for this series, which I like. Remember Jeff Nelson? Jeff Nelson made an interesting point when we had him on last week. He was We were talking about Oswaldo Cabrera, and he said they've, they've also got Oswaldo Pedraza. And he said, I'm surprised. He's such a good athlete. I'm surprised mm-hmm. he's not on the line uh, in the roster, on the roster right now. Well, he is on the roster for this series. Uh, you know, I think Aaron Boone has some options. I kind of, I, I get that when you have that turnaround, you probably, you don't want to, you don't want to play it. You don't want to be too cute, right? Your team's just beat Cleveland. You got a game the next day. Let's get into Houston. Mm-hmm. Let's get that game under our belt. Yeah. and go. Astros are not here. Astros are not Cleveland. Bingo, exactly. Yeah. And you're facing you're facing Verlander. So, but I am with you. I think that if you are Aaron Boone, you've got to be taking it. Now, I don't pretend to have the answer here. I'm not. I'm not saying I would. I would. I would know right off the bat who you you would put into that spot. But I think you would certainly be well within your rights to move Josh Donaldson down. Uh, to move him down in the order, uh, but be interesting to see who plays shortstop today too. You mentioned about Stanton playing left field. He's probably going to DH with the lefty throwing. Isaiah kind of left might play short. You put Cabrera oh. in left. Like you got some options yeah. there. Is the option good enough? Isaiah kind of left is not playing shortstop because of his defensive woes right now. So do you put him in the lineup on the road? I don't. Is this a must win for the Yankees? I mean, it's about oh, as close to must win it's about as, as, as close as you can get. Uh, yeah, ab- absolutely. And and Severino's going to be good with the elevated fastball and the change up to lefties and righties and the slider. I mean, I think he'll give them a, a decent enough chance to win a baseball game. I mean, the Astros. You got to think about this. L- leaving the game yesterday, Jeff Altuve, Alvarez, Bregman, and Tucker were 0 for 12 yesterday, and they still won. Altuve's. Altuve's not very. 0 for 19 in the series. Yeah, yeah, and now you know he he's got a little bow bichette in him. Like he thinks anything you can throw up there that he can hit and barrel it up. Like he's got a little bow in him. Like but you know he, it, he's done that through most of his career though. Uh, well, he's got well, a reason to think that. Well, he has, and I I just wonder. <laughs> well, I I wonder how the adjustments this time of the year because of the the pitchers that you're facing. I mean, you saw him yesterday. I think he took a walk in one of those at-bats. He swung at a ball that was a foot in off the plate that he pulled yeah. foul, and then he started taking some pitches. Is that Altuve? Do you think he can do that, Jeff? Like in big situ- situations, even the first at-bat of the game, he's ready to swing from the on-deck circle. I wonder if he can make a little bit of an adjustment and maybe take some more. Because it is this time of the year for me anyway. It's not mechanical. It's all about what you're swinging at. And for me, it just looks like he's expanding too much. So I wonder if he can tone it down a little and – Get the one that he wants that he can drive and maybe do that and have those kind of at-bats. But 
I don't even know if he's got it in him or not. Yuli Gurriel, Chaz McCormick, Jeremy Pena had solo home runs in that game. Jeremy Pena something else, man. Well, he he get, is something else. Give Dusty Baker credit. I mean, I'm sure he's been hearing the noise from everybody else saying, you're putting Alvarez in the two-hole, you're going to put somebody else in the in the two-hole. You know, you could move Bregman They've up in the two-hole. Bregman in the two-hole. Absolutely. Yeah. So you're, there are all those things, and he's, a, he's just so athletic. He, he has such great bat speed. He can get the head out. He can go to right center on a breaking ball. He can take the strike to ball. Uh, he's getting, and he knows this, he's getting a lot of good pitches to hit because who's hitting behind him? Mm-hmm. And he is sort of like right now because of the way Altuve's hitting he's the leadoff guy for the Astros yep. with because Altuve's not uh, getting on base a ton so to have him doing what he's doing is a, a feather in their cap <clears throat> but they have so much pitching I mean it's just like hey, Dusty's sitting over there going I don't know I mean who hasn't pitched in a while I mean does yeah, it because it's not going matchups and even with that even with that he mm. asked Ryan Presley to give him four outs like I was, I was kind of smiling to myself I don't have a problem with it but even with all that, all that, that's the first time See, I, I love it. Presley's. I think that's the first time Presley's gotten four outs for him this year. I love it though. You 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 know how important game one is. You're you're at home. Oh, I'm, you, I'm you not criticizing. Where, where the Yankees I, have been. Yeah, you know. Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm not criticizing it. I'm just saying that I thought it was funny that here's this guy with all this depth, and he managed the game like a, like a, just like another manager. He, you know, I mean, that was what John Schneider would do, basically. Yeah. That's yeah. how John Schneider would have played it. And, um, yeah, no, it, it's, again, the options he has. Fram, Framber Valdez is going game two. I don't know if he said who's going in game three yet. Well, uh, I mean, I was, I'm sure it's McCullers Jr. Well, I think it does. It, I mean, maybe McCullers Jr. Uh, I kind of thought you'd want to start McCullers Jr. at home. But, again, you know, start McCullers Jr., you know that, uh, my gosh, he was so good against Seattle. I mean, you lose you lose sight of the fact that how good he was because of how long the game was. And you know, the other thing about McCullers Jr. is Yankee Stadium's not going to be too big for him. That, that's that's the point. I think right? this is a veteran manager who's played in Yankee Stadium, who's played against yes. the Yankees, and understands yes. this time of the year how hard it is to go to that place and play. So you're trying to throw your best two guys, win the first two games at home, gives you a little breathing room. You can have mm-hmm. a hiccup or two in in New York and not be, you know, devastated by it. So I, I just I I like the way he's doing it. I like the urgency of Game One, the way he's pitched Presley. You know, again, Dusty is a confidence guy. He's trying to give his players with oozing confidence and saying, mm-hmm. I'm going to go to you to win a baseball game. I don't care where it's at. And that closer for them is a big deal. So I just love the way he did it last night. And let, let's also be clear. I mean, it was a close game, too. You know, it wasn't like Dusty was doing that and they were leading 6-1. Sure. So uh, hey, before we uh, break and bring bring Jeff Francoeur on, talk to me a little bit about Justin Verlander. I, we know that Justin Verlander's last few postseason starts haven't been great Mm -hmm. Uh, his last start was shaking by his own admission he didn't say he was a mess mechanically but he said I need to clean I need to clean some things up I'm watching that game at the start yesterday and I'm thinking this looks to me like the guy that left the game the last time I didn't see I didn't see anything anything different but Kevin all of a sudden 
He gets his breaking pitch over, mm-hmm. and it's like everything just kind of falls into place. Yeah, I like his. I like his velocity went way up early in the games when he's not usually doing that. He talked about that after the game mm-hmm. that you know in regular season he could give up a run or two there and be okay with that. They could come back from that. But facing good teams, you got to gear it up a little earlier, and he had to do that when you start seeing ninety seven, ninety eights in the first couple of innings when he was getting a couple of guys on. He had seventeen swinging misses. He had eight off the slider. He had five off the curveball. He had four off the fastball. The slider's a big pitch for him. The curveball's a big pitch against lefties. That's still in a strike. That's, you know, you got to be able to pitch with the moving fastball. You got to go glove side and arm side. When he's good arm side with the fastball and can do the slider and the curveball, and do it at all the different speeds, and he's got the extra gear when he needs it. That's why he had 11 Ks yesterday. That, that's for me. I told you this. The most important guy on this team for me is Verlander. We, we talked about and we heard those guys say, you know, they had the pucker factor last year. The starters did, where they were walking on the mound, and it just was the lights were bright. They were big. And now you sort of got this guy running out there against the big bad Yankees at home and can do what he did and just take a pressure off of Valdez and then Lance Picolas Jr. and all those dudes in the bullpen pan that they're going to roll out there so yeah he's got elite stuff and when you have elite stuff and you don't think you have your good stuff and you got an extra gear to get it back when you need it i mean that's the future of first ballot hall of famer there's no question about it and for dusty to have that i mean i again i get back to this i i just don't know how they went i don't know how they lose this series and i don't know how they they lose the world series uh i mean i'm with you i i've you, you look at it and you try to every now and then you try to map out the worst case scenario for a team. It's hard to find a worst case scenario for I mean it, it truly is. It's hard to find a worst case scenario for that team. It, okay. It's, it's almost Altu- impossible. Altuve, Alvarez, Bregman, and Tucker are their four best ones, right? You think about the four best one Blue Jays. If the four oh. best Blue Jays were 0 for 12 last night in that first game, are they winning or losing, Jeff? Oh my God! There you go. That's the difference. That's the point here is they have so much depth, and the depth that they have is, like, better than most other team starters. And for guys to be able to come in like the Jeremy Paneys, like the Chase McCormicks, and Maldonado had a big RBI early mm-hmm. in the game, right? So it's just it's just the things that they can run out there, the starters. And if Dusty continues to be this Dusty, I ain't going to say it. He's getting that ring. It, oh, He's getting that boy. ring. Oh, for him, I hope he does. Yeah, well, we all do. I think just yeah. about everybody does. Even if you're not an Astros fan, I, th- I, I, I don't think someone made this point th- the other day that uh, even if you're not an Astros fan, even if you still hold the cheating thing against the Astros, you have to be you have to be a pretty lousy human being to not be happy if Dusty Baker gets a freaking ring. No question. I mean, I think that's that's the easiest way, the easiest way to put it. Jeff Francoeur is part of TBS's coverage of the ALCS. He, Brian Anderson, and Ron Darling. Man, you want to talk about a good booth? Uh, they were all over the ALCS last night. Jeff Francoeur will join us next. It's Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590, the Fan, or wherever you get your favorite podcast. The most opinionated Maple Leaf show out there. Real Kipper and Born. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. So these things are always subject to change, especially during the postseason. But it looks very much, Kevin, as if we will be joined tomorrow by A.J. Preller, the general manager 
of the San Diego Padres, who must have, I'm sure, was watching that game. Oh, that's the guy I traded for. He did that. That's another guy I traded for. Oh, he hit a home run. That, look at that. Another home run from the guy I traded for. Oh, look, at the, another guy I traded for. He's throwing 100. Mm. He's mm. traded for everybody. Jeff. He's traded for everybody. <laughs> but it might be working. It oh, might man. be working. It's Maybe about if who you, you trade do get for. everybody's. Maybe if you do get everybody's players, right? Bring me all your players. <laughs> Sooner or later, maybe it'll maybe maybe it'll work out. But uh, anyhow, so AJ Preller's scheduled to join us tomorrow, and again, uh, you know, given travel and everything like that, and and postseason availability. Although the way I look at it, if you're a general manager, like if you're AJ Preller, you might What's as well doing? come on the show tomorrow. You're not going to make a trade. I mean, no. if any, you know. <laughs> I mean, I, I I don't think you would. Although, if any GM is going to make a trade before before Game Three of the of the the, the championship series, it might be AJ Preller. If he could, he would. I'm he sure. Him. Oh, I'm sure he would. I mean, my God, he's gone. What? He's gone two months without making a trade. I mean, I don't know. How, how does the guy sleep? Breaking how does up, he eat? Waking up in sweats. <laughs> how does he? What do you do with your day if you can't trade him? I might even ask him that tomorrow hmm. if he joins us. So again, AJ Preller scheduled to join. Blair have faith tomorrow. I got faith. It sounds like how the postseason is, man. Yeah, how the postseason is. Jeff Francoeur is part of uh, TBS's coverage of the ALCS, and uh, he joins us on Blair and Barker. And I was just saying that Brian Anderson, Jeff Francoeur, and Ron Darling—that's it's a pretty, pretty good, good booth to have when you're uh, when you're when you're talking about a league championship series. Jeff, th- thanks so much for joining us. Um, trust that you're doing well. So Justin Verlander told everybody a couple of days ago that what he wanted to pitch into his forties and until somebody took the jersey off his back or something like that. And yeah, I kind of read that and I thought, well, okay, that's nice. And then I see him throwing ninety seven, ninety eight last night, and I'm thinking, okay, maybe mid forties. <laughs> I don't know about late forties, but maybe you can pitch into your mid forties. That was look. I admit, I I thought when when Bader hits the home run, I. I thought we may see a repeat of the first game of the division series. I had some concerns about that, but what? Then he strikes out six of the next eight, seven of the next eight, and it's it's almost like it's almost like that inning didn't happen, Jeff. Hey guys, that, well, first, thanks for having me. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, you know, you hear someone say that, and then you think he's thirty nine. I, I mean, <clears throat> forty five could be a stretch. Uh, you never know. Uh, maybe not at what he's doing, but. Uh, the way he's going about it, I don't see a reason for another couple years that he can't at least be as dominant as he is. You know, he takes care of himself. He loves the grind. And, you know, I was talking to him the other day because he loves golf. He's a big golfer like I am. And he hasn't played all year because he just wanted to make sure his elbow was good. You know, he didn't take a divot and dig in. And I always said, for a guy that loves golf to not play for six months, he must be committed to baseball. I'll tell you that. But he was outstanding last night. And, you know, he only got stronger as the game went on. And like I said, they ended up, you know, the Yankees did a good job early of working that pitch count. And so they got him out of the game. But he gave Dusty everything he wanted. 
Uh, sticking with the Astros, it, now, if uh, if you're a hitter and you go 0 for 19 in the regular season, nobody even sneezes <laughs> at that. They don't, they don't even look at that. But uh, Jose Altuve, I think, is 0 for his last 19. Are you seeing something with him? Because, you, you know, when you start hearing of guys of his caliber taking live BP off a, of, off a pitcher thrown to them, like they're thinking about Sim it. Sim games, yeah. Absolutely. And when you're thinking about it, sometimes that's a bad thing. Are you seeing something with him, and do we expect to see different at-bats uh, in his next next game? Well, I think the one thing, guys, that I'm going to say that I see from it is that he was 20 of 45 to end the season. Mm. Hit 300, was probably the hottest hitter in baseball. <clears throat> and majority of people, <clears throat> if you get a break, it doesn't hurt you. For him, though, he went six days without having an A-B. And then they won, what, in three games, and he's waiting another four days. And I just think for him, just knowing him, you know, he's a guy that wants to play every day, wants to swing and do it. And his approach now is not to go up there and be patient and look for something. He is trying to hit right out of the pitcher's hand on the first pitch. And majority of the time that works for him. But right now, these guys are pitching him tough. And they are really working him high and in with that fastball and low and away at the slider. Now, one thing I do know about Jose Altuve is he's not going to give in. And at any point, he could flip the script and get four hits tonight, and it would not shock me. So I think if it's anybody else on that team, I would be a lot more worried. But with him, I'm like, you've seen a track record of 11, 12 years. You just throw him back out there knowing that eventually it's going to turn. The guy hitting behind him is Jeremy Pena. Uh, You've seen him up close and personal. What's your first thoughts about him? Because I know I didn't think he was this good of a hitter. Like, he's controlling the strike zone. He looks like he can lay off that strike-to-ball secondary pitch. And when he's getting his, he's not missing it. But what do you thought of him? Well, I'll tell you what. You know, we talked to him in the ALDS quite a bit. I didn't realize how big and strong he was. I mean, he's got some arms on him. You sit there next to him, he's, he's got size on him. And, of course, with his baseball background and his dad and everything, you know, he he grew up in it. He gets it. But one thing I think that's impressive, people kept wanting to say he chases sliders. He's, you know, susceptible to the slider away. Well, it's like anything, that's all he saw the second half of the year. And he was telling me this. He's like, that's all I saw. So, eventually, I got to where, yeah, I'm still going to swing at it every once in a while. But I got to where I recognized it better. And then realize, too, the difference between a, a slider away and a, and a slider that you can hit, a hanging slider. And that's the biggest thing. You know, it, it might say on paper he only hits 212 off the slider. You know what? You better throw a good slider, though, because if you don't, he's showing you he's going to make you pay with not just, you know, getting a hit, but with power, whether it's a double or whether it's a home run. And, I mean, this kid really is, is coming on strong and – to do it, to have to replace Carlos Correa, uh, hats off to him. Yeah, one of the guys that has sort of been quietly consistent for Houston during this postseason is a guy who didn't have a great offseason. He's one of the reasons, frankly, they went out and got Trey Mancini. has been Yuli Gurriel. He's hitting three sixty-eight. Uh, he's making better contact. He hit the home run yesterday off, off Clark <laughs> Schmidt. And I'm looking at that the bottom of that order, Gurriel, McCormick, Maldonado, and then you flip it around to Altuve and Pena. I think this lineup is a little deeper than we may have given them credit for, isn't it? Well, I'll tell you what. They scored four runs last night, and you know, pretty much all the production came from the bottom part of that lineup. You know, Guriel with the home run, McCormick with the home run, Maldonado with that big double. 
uh, to right center. So, you know, <clears throat> that that's how you win, you know, by, by having that deep lineup. You know, are they swinging it good right now? Yes, I'll still take my chances with pitching to the bottom part of the lineup than pitching to the top. But with that being said, this is a team that, as you said, you have Altuve who's 0 for 19, you know, and and yet you still are 4-0 in the playoffs and have pretty much, you know, look, they've played all close games. I mean, this isn't like an Astros mm-hmm. team that has blown people out. They've won two one-run games and two two-run games. The biggest difference in this team compared to the last six Astros teams to me is it's the deepest pitching I've seen on a team in a long time. For starting staff to mm-hmm. bullpen, you know, that's the thing. They're up 4-2 last night, 4-1 on the Yankees, and it felt like they were in complete control. Mm-hmm. I mean, it felt like you're not going to score off these guys, and that's the mentality they're taking. And, and you talk to Dusty, Dusty will tell you, that's the biggest difference for him, too. He loves his offense, don't get me wrong. But that pitching staff, I will continue to say, when I really did my work on them for these series and dug into the numbers, it's amazing how good they are. They don't need to carry a left-handed pitcher because, well, you know what? All their righties have reverse splits. They can get lefties out. So there's so many weapons that Dusty can go to. I can't believe I'm going to ask you this, but how did the Yankees get Aaron Judge going again? Man, I'll tell you what, you gotta, I would personally, I would bat Harrison Bader lead off tonight. I got to try to get something going in that order with maybe some youth with maybe some, some, you know, put some younger guys in there, give them a chance. I I would like to see Peraza in there tonight uh, as Waldo Mm -hmm. in there tonight. Like I just, just give these guys a a chance. They got to put the ball in play. You know, we talked about it last night. I get Verlander was nasty, but then the pen comes in and they strike out six in three innings. So you have got to find a way to put the ball in play. If you're going to strike out that many times against, against, um, you know, the, the uh, Astros pitch and stuff, you're not going to win because they're not going to walk people. And so I just think you got to do that because you got to get judged. Look, you can't expect him to lead off every inning. He needs some guys on base to force that pitcher to feel you know, a little whatever. I also think, guys, he's gotten off the fastball a little bit because he's gotten thrown so many breaking balls. So I think for him, he's got to get back onto attacking the heater and then trusting himself. He's one of the best hitters in baseball. Trust yourself that you'll recognize the off speed and either lay off or get a get a hit. I, so I, you know, the, I get the Yankees hit a lot of home runs. I'd like to see them get back to gap to gap and drive the ball. You know, last night late, I, I'm sure you all saw a lot of big swings, and if you do that against this Astros staff, it's not going to end well. Yeah, I was kind of surprised when I saw the lineup because from my way of thinking, you know, you clinched against Cleveland. You had a late night. That, to me, is the perfect opportunity to go with your athletic guys. Get some of your younger guys in there. I'm not saying you're punting on the game, but... You know, you could have, and I understand they wanted to get they wanted to get Carpenter in the lineup. I mean, they get all the reasons that they did what they did. But man, I might have liked I might have liked Cabrera out there still. I might have put Pedraza out there just to give me a different look. And frankly, you know, maybe give somebody a, a bit of a blow after you know <clears throat> yeah. celebrating on the plane flight. I to me, it well, was almost like I, a no brainer. I, I agree, and I think, look, D, with D.J. LeMahieu not being in there, really, he's your perfect leadoff hitter for them. You know, you'd rather yeah. put Glaber Torres a little lower, give him a chance to drive guys in. Um, but with that being said, I, I, I completely agree. I would like to see them give some of Sometimes, you know what, giving some young blood in there, 
and, and not to mention, if, if you're Justin Verlander, you don't know a lot about these guys. So, so mm-hmm. even though they're young, even though you have great stuff, it's kind of the, hey, you know, we, we don't know exactly what he can do. You know, it reminds me of, of Pena last night. Even though he's played this whole year, you still don't have a long book on him like you do Judge, like you do Stanton. And this kid is ready to go from the beginning. That's what they need a bolt of energy. And for me, there's no better way than to go get two young guys, put them in there, and see what happens. Because, you know what, they might be able to deliver that. And if they deliver that, man, you know how it is in baseball. A lot of times it's, it's you know, it, it spreads. And all of a sudden, Judge is back and Stanton's back. So, you know, I, I would look to maybe see a couple of those other guys in there tonight. I think especially versus Valdez, you know, you got to have someone that can put the ball in play and work it. I, I wonder, looking at their lineup, that Josh Donaldson's sort of the one guy that stands out for me. Seems like he's the one guy that comes up when it matters the most, like that big at bat early in the game, first and second, like it was yesterday. Verlander threw him a bunch of fastballs and then flipped him a breaking ball right down the middle, and he looks silly on it because he just looks like he's cheating to get the velocity. You get a little older, you know this better than anybody. I was there. You get a little older, you got to cheat. You open up the <laughs> yeah. front side, those kind of things. But I wonder this time of the year because I was, me and Jeff were talking about this to begin the show. If you start moving veteran guys out of places that they're used to being in like josh is used to being in middle of the order right with the yankees in fifth and sixth if you start moving them down is that bad does that say something about panic do you think they might think about doing something like that moving josh around a little bit more because he plays good defense he's a very good defender at third base it's just the offensive side he looks like he's struggling a little bit and maybe that change would be nice and add a spark to their team you think they'd do that uh, you know what? I I I wouldn't mind it. I, I, you know, look, if this is the middle of the year, yeah, that's hitting the panic button. But it's the playoffs. It's the ALCS, and you know, to me, you don't have time to worry about feelings and what you got. My big thing with Josh is, you know, you know he's got power. You know he can do it. Last night there were certain situations where, and this is where I'll say. Postseason at bats, sometimes you have to change a little bit. You got to choke up. You got to try to, you know, like I said, the game is not easy. I I try to pound that into people's head, say, no, at home, you can't just like check a swing and say, I'm going to put a ball to shortstop, not versus Justin Berlander. But it's having the approach, the look that you're doing it. And and that's where, to me, it's missing right now is that, you know, they're long swings. And it's a long season. <clears throat> He's getting older. That's why I agree with the idea of getting some young guys in there that can bring some energy, bring some freshness to the team. I, I don't think it's the worst idea. I do think Boone's got to do something tonight. I think he's got to shake it up because, his, let me tell you this right now, as good as Verlander was last night, what I saw from Fomber Valdez in game two against the ALDS was absolute filth. 96, two seaming away. Um, so they're going to have their hands full. And the good news for the Yankees, you got Severino going tonight. And I'm telling you what, he looks like the 17 and 18 Severino that we saw. You know, pe- people forget he has been hurt. I mean, he has not pitched much in the last two and a half years, you know. And so all of a sudden, he's back. He He's, you know, throwing hard. His change is really good. So, they got the right guys on the mound, but they got to be able to put some runs to put some pressure on the Astros. 
Jeff, listen, we really appreciate your yeah. time. Uh, really enjoying your work. Uh, no surprise, it's it's a great crew, but really enjoying your work as well on the uh, the LCS. And uh, travel safely, my friend. Thanks so much for doing great this. stuff. Hey, thank you. Always enjoy talking to you guys. Appreciate it. Take care. That's Jeff Francoeur. Uh, again, Ron Darling, Jeff Francoeur, Brian Anderson. That's, a, that's not bad. It's a good booth. It's not no. bad. I, um, I wonder if Booney will do any. Series goes tonight. I wonder if Booney will do any of that. I, 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 he's a veteran guy. He's a player's manager. I, I just that's, yeah. a, that's those are some big moves of putting Bader at the leadoff spot. I, I wonder if if rocking the boat, you know, because they were putting Judge in the leadoff spot to give him a lot more at bats to hit the home runs that he was trying to hit. I wonder if that yeah. did anything different, right? He got in a little routine at leading off and. Right, it was it was the punch first kind of thing. It was getting the the you, that pitcher had to have his best stuff right out the gate. Glaber Torres just oozing. Uh oh, here comes Glaber Torres. Like I, I don't know. No, he did. He 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 did draw a couple of walks. Uh, in, in that in the key walks, if there is such a thing, I think there was key walks in that that series against Cleveland. But but I'm with you. Uh, if and that's why I said I was a little I was a little surprised at the lineup yet. That would have been a perfect time yesterday to do something. It really would have. You know, you say, hey, you know, we just came off a series, a quick turnaround, and I know you, but people may think. But I, what I'm saying is, it it I, I like that idea of coming out of the gate, giving Houston something different, and if it ain't working, you can always bring your guy in. You know, it's not like you have to – you're married to it. But when I saw they put Pedraz on the roster, I thought, mm-hmm. okay, first game – yeah, and we know the Cabrera kid, He the numbers weren't there in the, in the Cleveland series. But we know that this isn't because the kid – the moment's too big for the kid. The kid can handle that. I, I just – I don't know. I, I get why, why Chapman – or Chapman. I get why Carpenter was in the lineup. I really do. But I might have I might have played it a little differently. I might have gone I might have gone with Pedraz and Cabrera and just just see what happened. See what happened because now you do it. Now you're down one game to nothing. Now you do it and it backfires. All of a sudden you're down to nothing. Did Aaron Boone put his team in the hole by going away from the guys that got him there? You know, it's uh, that's like anything else. That's why we like baseball because because you can sec you you can second guess. But, uh, hey, you know what? If Luis Severino comes out tonight and shoves. Yeah, it's the that's... elevated fastball. If, if, the, if the Astros lineup's got kryptonite, it's the elevated heater. And it's, it's the elevated heater with velocity. And who throws harder than Severino? I mean, it's 98 to 101. If he can will... consistently get ahead and, can, you know, establish that elevated fastball, I mean, he got, he got a chance to get like... some innings. I did like the way they pitched Alvarez or didn't pitch Alvarez last night. I like the way they went about their business against him. That's probably what you're going to have to do. You've got to be you, careful. you got to be careful. Two walks a game, you're, you're probably going to see that. I mean, the one thing we know about, about Boone is he's not afraid to he's not afraid to pitch around guys. You know, let's He's not, not let's afraid not, to put guys on base. If you're, if you're a Yankees fan, if Bregman beats you, okay. If Alvarez beats you, then everybody's going to be yelling and screaming for Booney's head. Yeah. So. yeah. And if uh, Chaz McCormick and... Yuli Gurriel are going to beat you. I mean, Yuli Gur- Gurriel has looked a lot better than he did during the regular season. He's got a flat swing. He's he's not guessing. I mean, you can tell he's sitting heater. I mean, I I just want to I want to walk up and give dudes hugs <laughs> when they sit heater in the 2022 when everybody I throws know, a bazillion man. miles an hour. He's one I of know. the guys that sits velocity, so it's kind of nice to watch. 
Uh, we've got a few minutes left for Barker's Back Lake Bits. It's the time of the show where uh, you get to ask questions of Kevin Barker. I kind of serve as the intermediary, or when Kevin gets it wrong, I uh, parachute Which is in. never. Uh, yeah. Uh, this is from uh, Bookham Dano. That's great. Love that it is. Love the discussion between you and uh, Passon yesterday about the khakis and the deep state. His point is this, with all the lefty bat stuff out there, are there any coming up in the system that may be able to help soon? Well, Mr. Barker and myself have talked about this. They had a dude at AAA, Nathan Lucas, that for whatever reason they didn't want to bring up this year, and I mean, that's fine. You look at the minor league system, though, there are a couple of guys. There's Spencer Horowitz, a guy that kind of, he's been in the scene for a couple of years. Addison Barger is a guy that people in the organization like. The guy to keep an eye on, and he's ranked as their fifth prospect right now, Kevin, is a switch hitter they took in the draft this year. Now, he's not coming up next year. No. Tucker Toman, a shortstop and a third baseman. He's a guy to keep an eye on. He's a switch hitter. Uh, They gave him a ton of money. Mm -hmm. He's a guy that was tweeting out that he wanted to be drafted by the Blue Jays three weeks before the Blue Jays actually took him. Uh, You know, where was from a baseball family like he's a guy that that you could see up here obviously not next year you might even have to wait for three years but he's a dude that a lot of people in the organization think will be a real impact player so you're saying not any next year i mean barger and hordes i i they're not gonna where do you play him that's that's a great point you're you know you i mean i mean all all ross atkins keys well, all Ross Atkins keeps saying is it's very hard to go out and find a lefty who's better than than the righties that we already have. Any of those names you just mentioned better than any of those righties a, that the Jays have? So the answer to that is no. That's that's the thing is the fine line here. You, but again, I'm going to go with this. You can go. You can make a run in the playoffs with really good pitching. We're seeing that the Rays do it. The Brewers have done it. But to win the World Series, you got to have balance. That at least for me, anyway. So be interesting to see how he handles it. My God, time is flowing. Uh, That is it for Blair and Barker today. Uh, We will be back tomorrow from 11 to noon Eastern on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. And wherever you get your favorite podcast. I want to thank Lance. I want to thank Mark. Everybody back at the mothership. Mr. Barker, as always. Thank you, you, Mr. Barker. (laughs) Jeff Franker as well. AJ Preller scheduled to join us tomorrow. Who knows? We might even have an announcement from the Blue Jays about John Schneider at some point. It'd be nice if they did it before we were off the air tomorrow. It'd be nice. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it'd be nice. Anyhow, enjoy the baseball.